We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, part four of the most hilarious comedy breakdown. Today, we are talking about our second half of the bracket construction with Adam Rank from the NFL Network and Tim Andacust. Uh, you can catch part three, which was part one of the 1990s, in the description of this video or podcast, just like so you can find parts one and two of the best of the 2000s in the description of this podcast or video. If you want to get into a draw, for 20 DraftKings dollars. It's easy stuff. Smash the like button to the episode, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, and tell me which movie that it doesn't sound like is going to make the bracket of 64 that you definitely think should be in the bracket of 64. And remember to share the show around on social media. You can retweet it on Twitter. You can share it on Facebook. Mention it on Instagram. Do a TikTok about it. I don't care what it is. Let's spread awareness for the show so we can get as many votes as possible. So you can do that or... Or and or you can get into a draw for a hundred DraftKings dollars by subscribing to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. Leave a five star review, your DraftKings handle, something you enjoy about the Pat Mayo Experience, and you'll be in that draw for a hundred DK bucks. Let's get back to rank and cust the second half of the 1990s. What about? I'm trying to think of like good. Jeremy Piven movies. All I have is all I have is PCU. PCU. Yeah, PCU. This here's gutter. This guy, like when he when he's in front of the congressional hearing, and he's like, "I didn't exhale," and and Busey's son's like, "This is gutter." He knew how to carve and everything. I just I don't know. Kiss me where the Pampers is. I think that PCU is one that we should go back and and rediscover. For a, for a lost generation, for now, you know, everybody knows him from Entourage. You're like, PCU is a solid, solid film. Well, let's talk about some of these, the high school movies and college movies from this, from the 90s era. So 
PCU, we'll start with. The biggest discrepancy between Jeremy Piven's he has no hair in this movie, by the way. And he's like <laughs> 22 years old. And he's like on Larry Sanders at the time, too. It's really to rewatch PCU. And th- that's the thing. So here's the high school movies that I had like kind of up American Pie, Dazed and Confused, PCU, Can't Hardly Wait, a personal favorite of mine. Election, oh my God. Election, Clueless, and 10 Things I Hate About You. Election is, and, and 10 Things I Hate About You are my favorites there, but Election is actually my favorite of those. Election Election is the best movie of all of those. It's also incredibly funny. It's a funny movie. I I don't know if it's the most hilarious, though, and that's the whole thing. That's true. I I think Can't Hardly Wait is extremely funny with one of the best Rusty Griswolds (laughs) out there. To me, for my, I mean, obviously, Anthony Michael Hall, the original, one of the GOAT, Rusty Griswolds, but I think for my money, Ethan Embry, and I think that this movie, Jennifer Love Hewitt, the peak of her powers, that to me is one of the hilarious movies. Yes. There's also a lot of really weird supporting people in this movie, like Donald Faison from Scrubs is in it. Brecken Meyer is in it. Brecken Meyer, yeah. E- Ethan, you said Ethan, is it Ethan Suffley or Ethan Embry? Uh, Seth Green is in it. Yep. Natasha Leone's in it. There's just, just people popping up in this movie. A lot of stars, yes, definitely. And the guy, uh, Jerry O'Connell, makes a cameo. As the college guy. As the college guy who comes back and says, don't break up with your girlfriend. And it has one of my favorite lines of all time from any movie. When the the drunk boy, I don't even know whatever happened to that guy. The guy who played Mike Dexter. I, I don't yeah. know what his name is in real life. But when he's really drunk and talking to Jennifer Love Hewitt like three-fourths of the way through the movie, he's just like, so sorry, Amanda. Who's going to love you now? She just says, nobody. Or somebody. Somebody. Somebody will. She holds up the letter. Yeah, somebody. More like nobody. <laughs> oh, I, just, I must have My- been such a moron for quoting that for so many years. But here I am. It's a great movie. It's hilarious. So in Rosen, I can't feel my legs. I can't feel my legs. So election gets in because it is both funny and it is a good movie. I think that can't hardly wait gets in PCU. Are you making the case that PCU has to be in rank? Oh, I'm making the case for PCU. Definitely. That movie needs to be in. I know that it probably won't go very far, but I think that based on merit, it, de- it deserves the, the pit. How can we overlook the pit? <laughs> a great David Spade role. It's got a lot of things. The mom from Arrested Development. I right? Yeah, Je- yeah, Jessica Walters. Totally forgot she Jessica was. Jessica Walters. Yeah. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of things going on with that movie. George Clinton. I mean, and John Favreau. Vintage fat John Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau went from vintage fat John Favreau to like super jack John Favreau and Swingers. And now we've gone completely full circle. Now we've come back around. Not to mention he was weirdly cast in Friends as a eccentric billionaire. I, as someone who's not big on Friends, I don't even remember that. How dare you? Friends stinks. You gotta be. Friends is borderline unwatchable. You know, right, what, let's you, move you, on. You know when Friends was watchable when Chandler used to smoke because real people smoke, especially in the nineties. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Well, uh, Bill Lawrence was one of the writers for the first season. And if you remember Chandler in season one, he was uh, he was kind of a sports fan, 
He knew all the members of the New York Rangers. He loved going to basketball games. And by the ninth season, he was effeminate. Didn't know what, didn't know any of the teams playing on a Thanksgiving football game. So you might have a point there. And then we get Bill Lawrence just goes on to make vastly superior shows in the future. Like Scrubs. Scrubs. And he did, was it Spin City he did? It was Spin City, right? Believe it was Spin City. Yeah, that's a Bill Lawrence. Yeah, that's got to be a Bill Lawrence thing. And you know what? Cougar Town was good. And don't at me on that. Cougar Town's like, all right. Didn't they change the name of that show? No, that was the point is that he hated the name Cougar Town so much that they always ripped on it in the opening animation. Like, oh, we know this title's dumb, but they made us do it because Cougar was a hot phrase. And you know how TV executives are like, got to have Cougar Town. Like that has nothing to do with this show, but okay, we'll do it anyways. Tim, you wanted to make a case for 10 things I hate about you, which I watched like a month ago. Funny, not not like hilarious funny. Agreed. It's funny, but not hilarious funny. Uh, Like I just, when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, I actually remember that movie and liked that movie. Maybe I just liked it more than I thought it was funny. Maybe, yeah, it's a fine movie. But like if we had to go Clueless versus 10 things I hate about you, I think Clueless definitely gets in. Oh, yes. You couldn't have a 90s movie bracket and not have Clueless in terms of comedies. Yeah, is, is that the quintessential 90s movie? amongst them so that leaves one movie i mean i mentioned house party i don't think house party is going to crack this but rank whoa house party well this isn't the top 200 movies of the 90s (laughs) oh my gosh one of my which one i don't know if it was kid or play when i was at the super bowl in arizona we went to marley's bar and one of them the dude with the tall hair he was actually sleeping on the bar which is one of my moves anyways but i'm like hey it's three in the afternoon and kid or play is sitting there passed out at this bar that's respect i mean that that story sounds way funnier than house party maybe a little bit uh so i'm gonna get your take on this because again this is where i wanted someone who was a slightly older than myself because this would have hit you at a much better time than would have hit me is dazed and confused like really funny because i like me watching it i don't find it that hilarious and what you're saying is you were old enough to do drugs at the time that this movie came out. Is that your question? That Fine. is that that is that is my entire thing. Yes. It is it is one of those movies again where I think it's enjoyable. I will watch it right now. A lot of the stuff is relatable. I think there's some good moments with it. Ben Affleck being a total douche and getting his comeuppance. You got the kid who looks like who looks like uh Jesus Christ, the pitcher for the for the Angels. Why can't I think of this guy's name? We follow each other on Twitter. Now I'm in bear. Tim Lincecum. You got that guy? I guess he pitched for the Giants too. You got that kid. You got a lot of things going on. You got some of the, the you know, you've, you've got the guy who's the great athlete who doesn't want to play sports. So I think we all knew somebody like that growing up. It's a poignant movie. But when you're talking about hilarious movies, best movies, Yes. Hilarious movies. I don't know that you would count it hilarious. I think it deserves a place in this bracket. And I think nostalgia for a lot of people will probably end up letting it roll. If you let this, if you let this movie get into the tournament, people are not going to vote for it because it's hilarious. They're going to vote for it because they like it. So I don't know if it's up to us to keep it out just to protect the integrity of the bracket. And that, this is a big thing that we had in the 2000s bracket. I think we do keep it out so it doesn't disrupt the bracket. Yeah, because it'll ruin it. It'll definitely get to, like, at least the Elite Eight. 
I agree. Act probably, probably has a better chance of winning over Billy Madison because people will be like, oh, Days and Confused is a way better movie than Billy Madison. But it is not a hilarious movie. It's an enjoyable movie. I, it's a rewatchable movie. But that's not the category we're going for here. See, listen, Rank's been on the show for an hour, Tim. And he understands the rules better than you do. And you've been on I five understand of the rules. I understand the rules. I just push back occasionally. All right. Where, what is a proper seed for Waiting for Guffman? Because it's in, it has a better than eight seed. But again, as we talked about with Best in Show and A Mighty Wind in the 2000s, that just so few people have seen the Christopher Guest movies that it, I feel like it's incumbent on us to give it a good ranking. Because Waiting for Guffman, if I was just to list the 10 funniest movies of the 90s, it's one of the 10 funniest. It's so hilarious. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, again, that's a hilarious movie. But people would vote for Days and Confused because they like that movie better. Or probably, a lot of people probably haven't even seen the, like, probably haven't even seen it. So they're like, oh, I'm going to vote Days and Confused. So I'm with you. Hilarious, yes. That's a bracket movie. Days and Confused. Good movie. Doesn't get in the bracket. All right. So let's play some uh, yes or no's here for this. And we'll talk about top 64. Rank, we'll start with you. Just a quick yes or no. Night at the Roxbury. No. I say yes, Tim. I would say yes as well. Okay. The Full Monty. No for me. I'm no gonna, for me. I'm going to say no as well. Half-baked. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yep. for, yes for me. Swing. And if you don't like it, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. You're cool, but fuck you. You're going to go, out. if we're talking hilarious, are we putting swingers in this? I'm going to say no. I say no as well. I would say yes, because I do find it incredibly funny, but it would be a... Have you watched Have you watched it recently? Oh, yeah. I watch it at least once a year. Okay. The, 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 the entire bit about... I mean, there's the entire, like, club bit on everyone's car, which is just very time-specific, which I find very funny. The fact that yeah. they all just take their own cars to drive all these parties and just drive around yeah. drunk the entire time, uh, just remembering the 90s, being like, oh, yeah, this is what people did. Uh, and the entire answering... Everything that involves Vince Vaughn in this movie is hilarious. The rest of it you know is what? kind of. You convinced me. Yes. That's a swingers is a yes for me. All right. So swingers, uh, Beavis and Butthead do America. Yes. Yes. No, I never loved them. So I'm going to say no, but it doesn't matter. I'm outvoted. All right. Bowfinger. Yes. 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 Is that the best? Is it, is Bowfinger or the master, the best movie about Scientology? <laughs> Like, I, re I, I remember seeing Bowfinger like in the 90s being yes. like in my teens and like just not getting the movie whatsoever. And I watched it like three or four years ago. I was like, this movie's about Scientology. I, I just, I never knew that. <laughs> Did not know that. Yeah. Private parts. No. No for me too. All right. Howard, I voted yes. So if I'm ever, if you ever, you know, I don't want to ever not be a guest on his show. Yeah, but this, this is not an indictment about how funny Howard Stern is. The movie itself is like an autobiography. And by is, you mean was. Yeah, was. Yeah, totally was. And it's not I'm like... Gonna, you're I'm going to vote yes so, yes so I can be on the record. I'm in one of his promos of doing the... of the uh, Hit Him at the Hind, so I can't, I can't risk that. All right, so no, is, I, coming, uh, the last thing I would want, Rank, is to damage your career just by appearing on my show. It happens, <laughs> to, a lot of, it happens to a lot of people. I don't want right? you to fall into that sinkhole. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
Mr. Bean, the movie. I forgot all about that movie. <laughs> oh my God. I haven't seen that movie since it came out. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no too, but I remember liking it when I was young. Yeah, that's a no for me. Uh, Down Periscope with Kelsey Grammer. No. I think this is one of Harlan Williams' best movies. So I'm going to vote yes. And then Laura Dern. Wait, who's who's the uh, female lead? I don't remember. Is that Laura Dern? I don't think so. Now I got to look this up. This is the se- this is the second time in two consecutive shows where Harlan Williams' name has come up. That is it certainly is. That seems impossible to me. <laughs> Down Periscope has Lauren Holly's in it. Lauren Holly, geez, but yes. Bruce, but Bruce Dern is in the movie. That's it. You I get- was there. I was close. Yeah, you're. But she right- did the- She ahead. would have a couple of movies in because she was in Dumb and Dumber. So the, you know, there's a couple of movies. Harlan Williams, also in Dumb and Dumber. Oh, my gosh. Also in Something About Mary. Like, there's guys all over the place. This is how this entire conversation came up the last time. <laughs> It'll be like Seinfeld, where, like, every episode has a Superman reference. Every episode should have a Harlan Williams reference now. I mean, do we? are we throwing in Deuce Bigelow? We, I forget if we said yes or no to Deuce Bigelow, but I just... It's how every reference, I think the most reference movie quote on this show, for whatever reason, is just that the end of Deuce Bigelow with that detective, and he talks about his dick, how it's not, it's not small, it's just thin, like a Twizzler. I don't know why I try to work that in, but I do. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Okay. Booty call. No. I'm going to agree with Patrick. I would say yes. I thought that was a funny movie. Who was that? Vivica A. Fox. She's the one paired off with Jamie. But I guess it doesn't matter. But my vote would have been yes. All right. And we're, we're putting Bill and Ted's bogus journey in, correct? I am. Absolutely. Do we have a preference for which sister act we want to throw in? The first one. Yeah, definitely the first one. All right. So the first one is getting in. How about Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie? Because this is a personal favorite of mine, but I feel like no one has seen this. I'm, I have not seen this. I have no opinion, but I'm guessing the answer is no, just by the fact that I know how much you must love it. I'd say yes. Is cultural, it, cultural, is it, is it hilarious though? But I mean, more people would be fans of the show. Like they did this Island Earth in the movie. That was the one that was released in theaters, but I don't even think I, that would be like the most popular episode of the show. Yeah, it's true. Maybe it's where, a no for me. Where is the castle? The castles, we're getting to it, Tim. Just, okay. just hold your horses. That's a tough one to Okay, Let's talk about the castle then. The castle is tough to throw in, A, because no one outside of Australia and like me, you, and like 10 people we know have seen this movie. Yeah, that's... Like, Rank, have you seen the castle? Have you heard of the castle? I haven't even heard of it. So it's a tough yeah. one to throw in, Tim. Okay, but it's hilarious. I agree it's hilarious, but... I don't know. It's it's dead weight in the in the bracket. Like it's an insta loss. <laughs> How about we just give it special mention on the show right now? I think everyone out there, if okay, you can fine. find a copy of The Castle, the '90s Australian classic, I think you should go do it. If you were bogged down in terrible Australian comedies like Young Einstein or Mr. Accident, starring Yahoo Serious, just give those a pass and go on to The Castle, which is way funnier. 
And Yahoo Serious, you said, is starring in this? No, no, he's not in this. No, then I'm out. Eric Bana is in it. Eric Bana is in it. I'm back in. Okay, I'm back in. Did that even come out in the 90s? That may have come out in the 2000s. No, it was the 90s. I checked when we were doing our 2000s show. Was it? What year did that come out? In 98? Eight, I think. 1997. Wow. The house is worth almost as much as when he bought it. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic movie. But uh, do you remember the Yahoo Serious movies rank? Oh, I'm a huge fan. Like, I've got Mr. Serious. Mr. Accident. Was, yes. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I, I thought it, again, if, if this would have been an instance where you were purchasing trading cards for actors of who was going to go on to be superstars, I would have had a box of Yahoo Serious rookie cards that I'd be sitting on right now, lamenting that. But I, you know, unfortunately, it didn't quite work out for him. So. It is. But I thought it was funny. I don't know. Don't judge me. Like uh, what you like. Uh, white men can't jump. I vote yes. That That's a yes for me. That's also a yes for me. Rush Hour. Yes. Yes. I think we can only put either Rush Hour or Money Talks into this, and my vote would be for Money Talks. Well, I like Rush Hour. Rush hour. All right, so I'm voted on that. Just know, people, Money Talks fans out there, the Sheen Heads, you're out there winning. I'm trying here to win, but I'm currently losing. Money Talks, top-notch stuff. Uh, Men in Black. I don't think it's hilarious enough, so no. Yeah, I don't find it hilarious at all. All right, so no to that. Bad Boys. Yes. Yes. Really? You would put Bad Boys in? and I, think I wouldn't... I wouldn't put it in over Blue Streak. No, it's not getting in. Blue Streak's an auto lock on this list. Okay, okay, good. Okay, okay. Let's want to make sure. How about analyze this? I say yes. Hmm. I think no. Yeah, I'm inclined to say no as well. Really? You're just an anti You're a Billy Crystal hater, Rank. I'm not trying to be. Because I enjoy it. I mean, we've been watching enough of the the uh, the uh, Monsters Inc. movies and the, and stuff like that. So where I'm a, I would consider myself a Billy Crystal fan. I went back and watched some old Battle of the Network stars. So I, I would say I was a Billy Crystal guy. But yeah, analyze it again. It's just kind of like that's charming, but I didn't find it hilarious. Okay, so I'm going to throw like five at you, and you tell me if any of these should be in. You can say no to them all if you'd like. Tin Cup, That Thing You Do, Multiplicity, Weekend at Bernie's 2, Gross Point Blank, or Captain Ron? Gross Point Blank for me. But again, I'm coming off as a pivinophile or whatever, so I think that's good. That Thing You Do, that's a no. I like uh, Gross Point Blank of those five. That would be my pick. It, Tin Cup would have my nomination. Tim, where would you go? I would vote no on all of them, but Tin Cup if I have to pick. Yeah, the K-Dog was in it as a Cal State Fullerton alumnus as well. But <laughs> one of Don Johnson's best movies. So. It, it really is one of Don Johnson's, playing Phil Mickelson in the movie. Yes, which is great, so which that, is great. So we'll throw that onto the fringe. So here's the here's the next Wait, group. Is, is, Go does ahead. Dusk till dawn? Speaking of Cheech Marin movies, does Dusk till dawn is that funny to anybody, or is I, that I, just? I, I think it's funny, but I don't think it's like hilarious enough Not to be hilarious. In the top. Again, it's one of a better movie. It's better movie than it is hilarious movie. 
Fair enough. So next grouping, and Tim, we'll start with you on this one. Bottle Rocket, Major Pain, Men at Work, Grumpy Old Men, Junior, Twins. No, that's so, stop. I love Grumpy Old Men. That's not making the bracket. I love Junior, and I love Twins. I think one of those, like, if we do another play-in, I feel like Junior versus Twins could be a play-in game. I don't know. There should be some Walter Matthau content. But this isn't the 1960s bracket. <laughs> Whatever. Rank, do you have any strong feelings about any of these movies? Men at Work is one that kind of stood out to me, but I don't remember it being hilarious. I remember being, oh, yeah, this is, a, you know, the, the Estevez brothers type of thing. But I can't think of, I don't think of any of those as being hilarious movies that deserve automatic recognition. And so I would be a no on all of them. Okay, the, the only one I wanted to make the case for, because I'm looking at a poster of it to the left of me right now, one of my favorites, a movie I find personally very funny. Uh, if you like Wes Anderson, there's a strong case to be made that Bottle Rocket is the most pure of all of his comedies as a funny movie. That's a fair... I mean, yes, what you said is correct. Is that enough for me to swing it into the bracket? I think you can put it on the fringe... I will consider it for, listen, I think if nothing else, I have proven to be very fair to sit here and I will listen to arguments and, and, and try to get that, but I'm not quite ready to make sure that it's part of the field of 68. So, so far, I mean, if we're going to have four play-in games for this bracket, I do think that Junior versus Twins is a very good play-in game. Uh, we have the Dogma versus Cable Guy sure. play-in game. We yeah. also, there was the other play-in game that we had that I completely forget what it is now. Oh, Encino Man versus Biodome as a yes. play-in game. And I think we could probably do... Wait, is that four or is that three? I'm gonna, three. I'm going to call that three. Could we do Bottle Rocket versus Rushmore as a play-in game? For sure. That's fair. And just let one Wes Anderson movie get in? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, so there we go. There's our, there's our four play-ins. Uh, the, next, the next one is a... How do you feel about Wag the Dog? I think it's a good, I think it's a really good movie. I don't think it's hilarious. It is a pretty hilarious movie. Eh, it's good. It's better than it is funny. Put it that way. I think it's really, I think it's hilarious too. I, I kind of really liked it. I, of course, it, it almost came eerily close to being enacted in real life and, and things like that sting out of it too. So I think that it has the cleverness. I think the laughs are big enough to where like, it is a great movie, but I do believe, I think it's hilarious. I think it deserves some consideration here. Yeah. I, I think it gets in as like a 13 seat or something like that. Yeah. That seems fair to me. Toy story or toy story two, either one, both, neither. I think Toy oh. Story deserves to be there. If we had Shrek in the 2000s, I think we need to have one of those type of movies in the brackets for the I, 90s. I, I, don't, I don't think that we need... Shrek deserves to be in because it's funny. Toy Story is yeah. not, not hilarious. I not think funny. it is, actually. I mean, Rick, you're the Toy Story expert. I don't find it hilarious at all. I kind of think Woody's a dick. <laughs> like, he's... Like, it's, it's awful. I mean, I guess... And the only reason he's saving Buzz Lightyear is that he knows the other toys will reject him if he shows up without Buzz. So he's got nowhere to go. And by the way, if I since I have you, Toy Story Four sucks. That should Thank not, you. that should Thank not you. that should not have been a movie. That should have been a like you ruined the ending of Toy Story Three. Like you wrapped it up perfectly. 
I'm sorry, Disney, that I don't know why you think that you didn't have enough money that you should have made. Like, just make make Forky a short because they do great with their shorts. That should have been a cold open at best. Like, awful. Awful. And because I'm so mad at Toy Story 4, none of these movies are getting in here. I will not give them a vote. I'm good with it. We're, we're kicking out Toy Story from the hilarious movie bracket. Last two is the Martin Lawrence tier. Bad Boys we have is in. I think that Nothing to Lose and Blue Streak both deserve to be in. Oh, yeah. Nothing to Lose. Yeah. Tim Robbins, another great one. Yeah, I'm in. I love Martin Lawrence. I think his movies are great, and they're hilarious. Blue Streak is one of, one of my favorite movies, I think, especially from the 90s, but definitely... And it's definitely the best uh, other Owen brother or uh, Luke Wilson, other Wilson. You know what I'm saying? Other Wilson movie. Yeah, old school is the best Luke Wilson movie. Okay. All right. Blue, does Blue Streak have a soft spot in everyone's heart from a certain age range? Cause it was on TBS all the time. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. That, 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 that speaks to me. And at the end, when the cop knew that he was lying and he let him go anyways, Jeez, he just spoil, had to go spoil, to Mexico. Spoiler alert, right? Yeah, spoiler, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a poignant thing. Like, okay, you can't come back to America. And they made that choice, but they know that they're going to be friends still. Tim, do you have a take on either one of these movies? No, I don't. Have you seen either of these movies? Because I recommend I, you, you should go watch them. Fair enough. I just, I haven't. Blue Streak is better than Nothing to Lose, but Nothing to Lose is still quite funny. Kids movies from this time. Movies made for children. See if any of these get in. I'm going to read you the list, and you tell me if they get in or not. Home Alone, Home Alone 1, or sorry, Home Alone 2, Home Alone 3, Mrs. Doubtfire, Galaxy Quest, Kindergarten Cop, It's Not a Tuma, Nutty Professor, Problem Child, Cool Runnings, Little Giants, Richie Rich, Blank Check, the Sandlot, Rookie of the Year, Denny the Many, Mr. Nanny, Suburban Commando, Surf Ninjas, Mighty Ducks 1, and D2. As good as it, uh, as good as it gets is written in the wrong spot here. Heavyweights. Yeah, not a kid's movie. <laughs> and, and Heavyweights. I mean, I, I like some of those for sure. I definitely would put in Galaxy Quest. That's hilarious. That's one, yeah. That was gonna and, be that was gonna be my nominee from this entire list. Is the and I one. I made the case for Mrs. Doubtfire too. I know you guys don't. I know Adam particularly doesn't like it, but I think it's a pretty good movie. But whatever. I'm going Galaxy Quest, the best Star Trek movie out there. I, I'm in on Galaxy Quest, so yeah. So we all kind of agreed that that's the one. All right. Is it, did you want to make a case for Little Giants? You're a big Icebox fan. For me, no. Me know as well. <laughs> what year did I, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids come out? I believe those are 80s movies. Are they? Yeah, 1989. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That means Honey, I Blew Up the Kids would be in the 90s, which would get a big no ah, for me. That's, that's, that's going to be a no for me. Poor Rick Moranis doesn't have a whole lot of 90s representation here. Strange so, Brew was an 80s movie, right? What was? Had to be, yeah. Strange Brew. Oh yeah, Strange Brew. I listen as a Canadian, I don't find Strange Brew very funny. I thought it would speak to your people. Some people it does, other people it doesn't. T- Tim, do you like Strange Brew? No. Yeah, just really insulting movie. <laughs> anyway, Fair enough. I, I think it's one of those things that Americans think about Canadians and that they find very funny. I, I thought, yeah, I thought that was the perfect representation of Canada. And the yeah. way everybody up there behaved. 
I mean, you might be right. Maybe that's what I don't like about it. That it just, it bothers me to that effect. Like, oh my God, these are people I see all the time. Like Trailer Park Boys, a show that everyone really likes, was filmed in the town next to where I grew up. I just can't find it funny because I know too many of like this type of person <laughs> in real life. Like, it's, it's not funny. It's docu- these, people are, these people are scumbags. <laughs> it's a documentary to you. You're like, yes, this is the way it is. Yeah. Uh, so. As we did with the 2000s, this is the hardest part of the bracket because these are the best movies of the 90s, generally speaking. But they're all the dark comedies. And how do we splice these into the bracket? So I'm going to start with one, and we'll talk our way through these. Rank Fargo. Does that get in? Oh, hilarious movie. I would not categorize that as a hilarious movie. They're all funny movies, though, is the thing. Like... Does Jerry Maguire get in? No. no. I'll say no to that as well. Does Boogie Nights get in? No, it's not a comedy. No, no. Does That's Good- way too depressing. Does Goodfellas get in? No. <laughs> it's got its funny moments, but no. Um, Fight Club, probably the darkest of the dark comedies. I'm going to say no. I would say, I, I don't think we can put it in because that will actually run through the bracket. It yes. is kind of, but it would crack the top 25 of funniest movies of the 90s for me. It's funny. I watched it the other night. I do enjoy it. But again, you can't, you can't allow it to get into the bracket because it's the weight of it. The, 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 the pot, the, uh, the cult classicness of it will probably end up, it probably end up winning. If you let this movie get into this bracket. Yeah, that, that's the problem with it. We might have to do a separate dark comedy type of bracket after we do this depending on how long you know the lockdown goes for and we got brackets for days um tim you wanted to make a case for us as good the reason as good as it gets is on the list because you wanted to make a case for it i said no but pitch it i just think it's really really funny i don't know what else to say i think there are some really really funny scenes in it it's just not that funny it's real soft real soft movie yeah i get that feeling too it's 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 fine. It's a good movie. I don't. I never really particularly think of it as being funny. So, I don't know. It would be out for me. How about Ed Wood? I can't say I've ever seen that movie. It's along the lines of Private Parts in the style of story that it's telling, because it is a biography, but it's also a Tim Burton movie and it's about the worst director in the history of Hollywood. And it's made as a comedy. I think it's really funny despite the fact that there are serious parts of the movie. I don't know. I'm really torn on it. Like, I feel like one of these has to get in. Like the only other ones I have right now are flirting with disaster, three Kings Truman show and go, go could get it. I suppose. Oh my God. Go love that. So, movie. so, so we're it. Go is, might be the representative from the, the dark comedy that could even be like, I love, Oh my gosh. I love, I thought go had a lot of great parts to it. And I thought it was very funny. Confederated products. You know, our <laughs> house is filled with confederated products. Like the computer I'm using right now is confederated products actually. And so it's got William Fitchner, who's an ace in everything. Your guy, Jay Moore, Jay Moore, party of five, Scott Wolf. It's got Katie Holmes. Oh, Oh, Tim- and it's got Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, like, and even going beyond that, like Tay Diggs is in it, Brecken Myers in yes. it. Like, very. There's str- a lot of and, there's a lot of hilarious parts to it. And Sarah Pauly's the star of the movie. Yes, no, that's true. And you know what? And you talk about swingers. 
and you, you, you think about the Vegas scene and those guys going up and when they get the Barstow, it sucks. And that, that's a very California thing. Like, Oh my God, we're going to Vegas. When you get to Barstow, you're like, I hate life. Can I just get there already? We should have flown. And there's some parts of that where it's like not really relatable, but the, the Vegas part of go outside of shooting somebody in the arm, no, of like pulling a gun out or whatever, but like the whole thing, like the whole Vegas trip of like friends, somebody passing out in the car on the way up there, somebody getting sick and can't go out that night. Like that kind of stuff happens like all the time. Maybe you don't light a, a hotel on fire by having a threesome, but a lot of that stuff does play, you know? And so I, I think go is one of the best movies of the nineties. I think it's hilarious. Oh, Oh my God. My girl's in it. Uh, Melissa McCarthy's also in it too. That. This movie had so many stars. I, I don't even remember Melissa McCarthy being in this movie. She's the roommate of the guy who's cheating on, who's cheating with Jay Moore and Scott Wolf. Really? They go, to, they, go to, they go to the house to confront the hairdresser or the makeup artist, whoever it is. And she's the roommate who answers the door. And she's like, oh my God, like I got, I almost, you know, I, you guys almost ran into each other one time. It's so exciting. And so, yeah, so she's in that movie too. So goes in for me. Go's going to be in for me too. Tim, do you remember go? I do not. I have to say it, it came out in 1999. It's a, it's funny. Doug Lyman directed swingers, then directed this. And then I think he directed born identity. We really like leap up in terms of style. Okay. Of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. Yeah. I mean, just get, get on the, get on everything. And like, you, you, Go from comedy to that, and then I think he did, and then he and then he mixed them both together because he did Mr. and Mrs. Smith as well. Oh my gosh! Yeah, what eclectic series of movies for Doug Lyman? That is that is wild. That is like, hey, you're on Fantasy Live now. You are the new James Bond. Like, how did I? How do you make that leap? Like, I don't know how you would do that. Yeah, apparently, just if you direct movies <laughs> and you're good at the technical side of it, as long as you can do genre, all things are a go. For sure. Yeah, Born Identity. Whatever happened to Scott Wolf? Oh, he's where did I see him? He married like one of the he married one of the girls from Real World Chicago or Real World New Orleans, I think. What? If I'm not mistaken, or he was involved with her or something. And then I believe he's probably doing lifetime movies with my he, boy Dean Kane. Oh, Adventures of Superman, Dean Kane, or Colts <laughs> yeah. wide receiver, Dion Kane. Dion Kane, yeah. Uh, apparently, Scott Wolf is in the new Nancy Drew show, playing Carson Drew. So I think that's Nancy Drew's dad or Leva. I don't know. All right, Tim, you seem like you'd be familiar with Nancy Drew. Do you know these characters? I don't. <laughs> no. All right, I think that's going to be it for the nineties. I, th- I think we worked together a pretty good list here. I agree. Me too. Do you think, are we underrating how much people like Polly Shore or are we overrating how much people like Polly Shore? <laughs> I think that he's such a polarizing person that I think that we've got both sides appropriately covered. Because I, I feel like you either love those movies and you're like us and you're like, Biodome is great. <laughs> I, I'll sit there and watch it tomorrow. Or you're like, he's the most unfunniest person I've ever seen in my life. So you're going to have an opinion on him one way or the other. So I'm interested to see how well his movies do. All right. Well, let's finish it with this. Tim, 
What do you think wins the 90s side of the funniest movies bracket? Uh, I would predict Dumb and Dumber. I am also going to predict Dumb and Dumber wins. It would not win for me, but I think that what's that is what will win. What do you Same. think? Oh, really? Rank, what do you think? It's a movie that I don't even think that I would vote for, but it's going to be Big Lebowski because I feel people are so strongly pro-Big Lebowski that it's going to propel it. Although I would hope that it's going to be Office Space, and that would be the one that I'm probably rooting for the most. Although, let's see how far Go makes it. I I, I have, spoiler alert, I don't think Go's going very far. Damn it. You better not. Uh, you better not mark Lebowski in eight. No, like when you see it, can't mark it. Lebowski's gonna go very. I think Lebowski's gonna end up winning it. Well, it. Dep- I guess it depends on the region. Like if it ends up in a tougher side of the bracket. Like if if it ends up as a two seed and ends up with Dumb and Dumber as the one seed in that region. Maybe there's a really strong three seed. Like I don't know, Austin Powers or something like that. Like Austin Powers could beat it. Fair. No, there's a lot of good choices. I think that the top four seeds in each division or each region will end up having a great, pretty good opportunity, but I'm not going to be surprised when it's the big Lebowski because people love that movie. I mean, I'm a person who loves that movie, but I don't think it would end up as the funniest movie to me of all of these ones of the 90s. So the one thing that we actually never hammered home on, we for the regions, we had Jim Carrey region, Adam Sandler yep. region, Mike Myers region. We actually never figured out what the fourth region was going to be. What did we say? We didn't come up with it. We we, we uh, talked about Chris Farley. Farley, Bill Murray, the Farley brothers, Kevin Smith, Trey Parker, Polly Shore were the potentials for the final spot. My vote would be Kevin Smith. I would say Chris Farley. I would say Chris Farley too. All right. Well then so, I will I will abide by the room's decision. So Chris Farley is going to have the last seed, the last bracket named after him. And one movie we like, we kind of just all kind of agreed was going to be a pretty high seed, or at least inside, like have a favorable seed in the first round. And a movie that could do really well because it has all of the elements of all of the other movies that people like, plus Norm Macdonald, is Dirty Work. Like Dirty Work's an awesome movie. Yeah, sure. Hilarious. Chevy Chase is in that movie as well. And you get another Shooter McGavin bad guy role. Yeah. Like it's a good, yeah, that's a funny movie. That's an underrated funny movie. One of the best. And I know that Norm can be very polarizing as well, but I thought that that was his best movie easily. Well, when we talked about the 2000s, the one movie that just we all kind of agreed would get a really high seed was Role Models, which is a movie that people really like who watch it, but never gets thrown in the conversation of what's going to be the funniest of these movies. I feel like Dirty Work is that movie of the 90s. That's a good comparison. I, I think, again, like quotability, the, the writing on it and the, the thing. I love the whole plot of the movie, like a revenge for higher business. Like that's like now you could remake that movie, except you're an Internet troll or something. I don't know how you would do it, but I think it's yeah, I think it's a strong movie, a strong represent, represent, representative of the 90s and 90s comedy. Well, although you were not a part of the 2000 Whittle Down, what do you, the same question would go for you because we answered the, the, this at the end of the 2000s Whittle Down. What do you think would win the 2000s bracket? What, what, what are the top seeds of the, the 2000s? The top seeds 
for hilarious movies. I think we ended up with, let's see here. I have them written down. Let's open it up. Uh, Anchorman, Superbad, Zoolander, Borat, Hangover, I think was were in contention for the five onesies. I feel like Hangover ends up winning. I hope or super, I think Superbad. I think Superbad. Superbad might be my vote. Super bad. Yeah, I said anchor. I said anchor man. I think that movie is just too popular. I, I think anchor man is going to win. I could see super bad winning as well. But I mean, I think that Borat is a real wild card in all of this. For sure. Oh my god, yes, for sure, definitely. It's just a weird outlier movie, and maybe you're right about the Hangover. Maybe that ends up winning. I just I don't think it's one of the. I think it's one of the funnier movies of the 2000s, but it's definitely not the funniest. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm a I'm a big hangover guy, so I like that one a lot. But I know that Super Bad, if I was voting, I would see if I had to pick between Hangover and Super Bad, I would probably I'm leaning right now towards Super Bad. And I would take both those over Anchorman. Oh, and you can have the the final word on this discussion. Uh the room gets in, right? To the bracket? Oh yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Okay, good. It's not like a top seed, but it's in the bracket somewhere. No, no, no. It, it's it's it, and Tim is convinced that that movie is made like with a wink to the camera, by the way, as satire. Should be, yeah. No, no, that, yeah. no, no, he thinks that's how it was made. You think so? I think it was made to be intentionally terrible. It's not. And that's, it's like, it's a piece of genius because of how well it is made and how convincingly it is done. That's why I think it's like, a, I think it's absolutely like brilliant. That's a very good point. I hope that's the case. It is not if the it case. Is, if, if it is, that is the best movie of all time then. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't... Uh, listen, I've made some very bad stuff. I mean, people might even say that this show is terrible. I didn't set out for it to be terrible. I tried hard to make this show good. And you, it's really hard to set out with your goal to make something terrible and make it ironically terrible usually that stuff just does not work whatsoever that is so hard to pull off that it seems almost impossible like you couldn't you couldn't do it you couldn't you couldn't like you couldn't be as obtuse as michael scott and get away with that in real life like that in something like the room like there's no way you wanted because it why go out and make a good movie then although that would be the best i don't know now I, it's a great theory. It, it's like a great explanation if you do something really stupid and you're like, dude, we tr totally tried to do it that way. Like if you were like trying to, you know, make conversation with a young lady and you get shot down, you're like, well, I really didn't want to. So I, no, there's no, it turned out perfectly, but that's not the way that you intended it to be. I could see if you want to talk conspiracy theory about it, I think it makes more sense in the, like if it happened in 2017 in the internet age, when people could find it rather than just be this weird movie that was playing on one screen in Hollywood in 2003. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You weren't that ahead of the game to where you're like, we've got a great idea. No, that, that doesn't jive. I'm with you. All right. Adam rank. I think if people are watching this, that they know where to find you, but instead you can let them know anyway, in case they don't know. Oh yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Adam rank on Instagram at Adam rank NFL. Or if you even want to check me out on YouTube, it's at Adam rank NFL. That's a lot of football stuff. So if you want me to do these one liners, Twitter is probably the best way to get me. Did, did someone already own at Adam rank on Instagram? God damn it. Yes. And his name's Adam Rankin. 
It's like, why won't you just take the extra two letters of your name? Let did, me have that. Did, did you ever offer to pay him money for it? Uh, dozens of times. I think I'm blocked by him now. <laughs> Poor guy. At least I wasn't me, being rude. At least me and at Pat Mayo are like pals. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's the thing. I, if we would, if we had emerged from it being friends, I would have been into it. But whatever, be that way. All right. So don't follow me at Pat Mayo because that's not me. You can follow me at the PME on Twitter and Instagram, and of course on Twitter and wherever else in the world. If you just yell his name like Candyman or Beetlejuice, he will appear. It is Tim Andergust. Tim Andergust. <laughs> not my name but if people yell it you'll show up <laughs> no it's not my twitter handle either because tim anderson is owned by the shortstop for the white Sox. is that true no it, i think so I, I i don't know i'm just saying that to be funny no yeah, well <laughs> i mean your jokes aren't making the best of the best of the decade bracket pal i'm sorry <laughs> and we're only three months into the new decade still not even in the top 1000 <laughs> Uh, if you want to check out part one of this show, hit the description of the podcast or video. Remember to smash the like button for the episode. If you want to get into a draw for 20 DK dollars and tell us what movie we forgot about that you definitely think should be in the bracket of 64, even when we said that shouldn't be in, that you think should be in. Along with your DraftKings handle, you're in the draw for 20 DK bucks. You want to get into a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars. Subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Leave a Five-star review, not a four-star, not a two-star, because that's a really weird review. Five-star review, something you like about this show, and your DraftKings handle, and you'll be a Met draw for 100 DK bucks. Thank you all for watching. Up next in this series, and you can hit the description for all of the shows, is going to be the bracket reveal for both sides of the bracket. So that's why you got to subscribe and stay tuned to the Pat Mayo Experience. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.